Well, Brandon, clearly one major talking point in the game. Everybody been asking for it. We've got VAR. And is there yet more drama to come here? I'm obviously really, really happy with VAR. Ask us to the VAR people, please. Don't ask to me. For me, it's very clear. VAR is for say, is good or is not good. The VAR brings the truth to the game and everybody accepts it. Welcome to the VAR Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Coach H. And today we are going to talk about the NWSL Challenge Cup. We're going to recap a couple of games, uh, the winners, and then a couple of incidents that happened during the tournament in Utah. My guest today is former professional player in the NWSL, Samantha Johnson. Uh, Sam has played, she started out playing at USC. Then she uh, went to go play for Chicago Red Stars and then ended her career at Utah Royals. Sam, how are you? Fabulous. How are you? I am well. Uh, so we're just going to discuss it very casually uh, because of the fact that Sam and I are actually very good friends. And, <laughs> and we, have these, we have these conversations. Are we really good about, friends? Are we too close? Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. Clear. And we have these conversations about uh, women in soccer and just the, the quality, the level of soccer on the women's side professionally in the United States all the time. I figured let me just get Sam on the podcast so we can just recap um, the, the month uh, uh, tournament that we, uh, we've just endured. So first of all, Sam, the first question I'll ask you is, how do you feel about the fact that Houston Dash won it? Um, well, I think it's good for them only because every time we're in like the actual league, the real season, obviously this year is a little weird, but like they always find themselves like maybe starting really well. And then everyone thinks Houston's going to like have this amazing season. And then they just like pretty much lose steam as the season goes on. Cause obviously season normally is eight months. So it's like hard to keep that type of like Momentum, yeah. that they naturally have together as a team up for eight months. Like no one can do that. <laughs> you have to build. And so I feel like because it's such a concentrated thing, they're like, their ability to rally and like basically stick together and that high energy. I mean, it was easy to maintain. It was only what a month and a half. A month and a half, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm so not surprised th- that they like pulled it off. I'm really not because they're a good team. They're just good at what they do. You know what I mean? Like they're just good at sticking together and just sticking to their game plan. So, so you're saying that Houston is one of those teams that are more like a tournament, the tournament they're team, definitely a tournament team, hundred percent. Yeah, so they can win in the short run, but in the long run. Yeah, they, yeah. they just haven't shown that they can keep that same energy for eight months, let alone yeah. six months. You know what I mean? Which is tough to do, anyways. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean that that goes down all all the way to the coaching staff and hundred percent. But let's not let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then they played Chicago, uh, the Red Stars in the final. Chicago again. I I call Chicago Red Stars the almost team. They're like they're like they're like the men's Dutch national team. Like they, they almost get there, but then they never get over the line. It's oh, it, it happens almost every single year in the league and every so, single year. So so what what is it about your former team? I mean, obviously you were, you played on the team for a couple of years. Like, what is it about the fact that they they get there? They always put themselves in contention in like final four and stuff like that, but. They can never get it over the line to actually win a championship. Like, what is it? I know. Do you know what it is? You know what, honestly, and I've come, I came to this conclusion, like, after my first year on the team, 
because Roy basically, he told us, like, I'll never forget this because I was a little bit traumatized by it. And I was like, ew. But then I'm fairly believed, like, the game is, like, not that it's, like, living, but, like, you know how they talk about, like, soccer gods and blah, blah, blah. And so I was, like, I've always told people, I was, like, the soccer gods do not like Roy because he doesn't coach for the right reasons. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's Mm -hmm. almost blasphemous for the game. So when I was a rookie, he goes... Oh, I just want to, co- like he told, he was addressing the team about something. And then in, when he was addressing us, he was like, the only reason why I coach um, at this level or whatever, so I can prove to everyone that club coaches can coach pros. And in my, in my brain, I was like, oh, that's probably not the right reason to do it. No, it's and was not. Like, and then over the years, I was like, whoa, that's actually crazy. Like we would get to the semifinal, lose, something goofy would happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The one, then the year... Because they went to the finals two seasons ago, or maybe last year, two seasons ago, when they played North yeah. Carolina, and they got smacked, right? So I'm just right. like, wow, like the soccer gods are really not messing with this guy for real. But I was like, if you do things for the wrong reasons in this game, like you will never be successful, you know? Like it literally yeah. has nothing to do with the team. It's him, you know? So you so you put it down into, I mean, again, just like Dash, it, down to the coaching. You feel like, do you, th- do you feel like maybe um, – the opposite to Dash, uh, Chicago, sometimes they start a little bit slow, but they grow yeah, that momentum. They, they but then- like they have such, it's like the same performance every year. They have such a good strategy. They have great, they have really, really good players, obviously. Do you know what I mean? They have the number one goalkeeper in the world. So it's like, I don't understand. It's the culture. Do you know what I'm saying? It yeah. like drains you. Yeah. It was funny looking at, uh, because I, was, I obviously also know some of the players and the kind of the first game that they played um, in this tournament, when they played uh, Washington, they lost 2-1. Mm-hmm. They played uh, Vanessa uh, DiBardino, who's more of a techie midfielder. As a, sorry, say that? Sorry, my bad. DiBernardo. DiBernardo. Uh, they played her as a striker. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lost that game 2-1, which Washington actually surprised me uh, how they did in this tournament. I thought they were, they were going to go all the way to the end. Uh, but they looked, they looked pretty good early on. But he played, he played Vanessa as a striker, and I was like, whoa, okay, I know you last Sam Kerr to Chelsea, but right. there's no other practice. You still have Yuki. They still have, uh, you know, there's no one. You got uh, the Catskill, like, like yeah. and then lost the game. So I was kind of questioning his tactics starting it. So they, they lost their first two games. Right. But then landed up in the final. Right. So but you how know, did that happen? You know, though, I actually did watch that game, and I remember thinking, like, damn, Washington looks good, obviously. But they've been building on that because since they got their new coach a couple seasons ago. So yeah. their, their results are starting to come, and, like, next season they'll be even better. But the lines, like, for Chicago, they were so stretched. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was so yeah. much running for the midfielders to do in that game, like, especially on the Chicago side. And players, when you have, like, Rose Lavelle and a team like Washington who only who is, like, basically trained to keep the ball – and they don't yeah. really, they like always have the ball now. Do you know what I mean? It's like you gotta keep them lines tight or else you're just gonna be running right. forever. And a person like Rose Lavelle with space, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, she's gonna there's just no there's just no way. She's unstoppable, yeah. you know. And, then, and she scored a goal in that in that, in exactly. that game as well. I mean, she yeah. picks the ball up in dead center in the middle of the field and has no one within ten yards like to pressure her, there's no way, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it. Oh, actually, no. Sorry. So Chicago actually drew their second game to Portland, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they lost to Washington and they drew to Portland. Mm-hmm. All right. So then, talking about North uh, North Carolina, um, obviously there were tournaments favorites. They've been favorites in the women's game for a couple of years now because 
They're all strong. What does it say about their program, the fact that they actually didn't win? Oh, man, you know, I mean, that one goal can separate you. Do you know what I'm saying? But whatever, the girl sneaks in on the back post. I mean, things like that happen all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? But North yeah. Carolina is a machine. Like, what they do, they are machines. You know what? They probably just got tired. They're like, let somebody else win now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We've been whooping, whooping y'all's butts. How long now? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. y'all, one of y'all can have it because we'll be back when the shit counts. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, no, that team, is, it seems like as if the the organization, it's like, you know, like, there's, you know, you have the Bayern Munichs, the, the Real Madrids, where... Yeah. The organization is so strong that yeah. every single year they're always being contention. Yeah. People are like, oh my God, the champions got knocked out. I'm like, please. Like they they need a break, first of all. Like their players need breaks on their bodies. They've li- they're the hardest working team in the league. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the hardest working. And they do it for eight months usually. So I'm like, yeah. they're tired. Just let them let them have a little vacation and they'll come back and win next year. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, and then again, I'm just flipping through the scores. Uh, you know, we had Washington beat Dash 1-0. The Red Stars beat Utah 1-0. I mean, first of all, Utah was uh, was missing players as well. Yeah, yeah. Desiree's got a key player in the midfield. They were, yeah, they were missing key players. So it makes sense that they weren't fully strong. And obviously, Craig Harrington, this is his first year as a head mm-hmm. coach as well. Right. Um, there's, there's a lot of transition happening. That didn't look too bad, but for where they are right now, it, I, I think it was uh, mission complete, I would say. Uh, definitely watching it look good. The two big money money clubs, um, O.L. Rain and Sky Blue, who I think for the most this tournament, it were kind of disappointing because of the fact that they brought in like players uh oh rain obviously being bought by olympic uh leon and they're transforming the you know the club and you know the the boarding uh sofia herda and, and all of that stuff didn't kind of didn't didn't really perform same as sky blue sky blue got uh a couple of new players and all of that stuff they're playing they're gonna play out of the the rich uh the uh new york red bull stadium now so it's a good feel all the momentum and product wasn't on the field yeah, I mean, it's again, you make so many changes like that. I feel like it's hard to like go out and like put on like a real performance, especially in these circumstances. But I feel like Sky Blue looked better than the rain tactically. Like they actually looked like they knew what they wanted to do with the ball match strategy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they actually wanted to pass it and they look like a completely different club, which is like, thank God, obviously, because they were horrendous. Yeah, because that club was, man, I remember okay. a, couple of year, a couple of years ago, I went to watch. A friend of mine who played for the Dash, she had a friend who played for Sky. And and we went to go watch a game. And I was like, first of all, the stadium that they played out of in New Jersey was so dead. Oh, my God. It, it was like, what, okay, what are we doing here? <laughs> it was – so I'm glad that they, 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 some money got pumped into their club because they needed a revival. Yeah, they just need, they just need like, a little bit of time because it's going to take a bit to get their new players, like, settled in. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because Midge needs time. Like, they have new pieces in the back line and then, like, some in the midfielder. Even though they do have a veteran, Sarah Killian, she's still out there doing her thing, which is good. But still, when you add new pieces, it's like, bro, you can't just expect us to show up to some random tournament, you know what I'm saying, that y'all just threw together. And you want us to play on turf every three days? Yeah, right. Right. Like, there's no way. 
yeah, and and that's that's also another thing. Like there there are grass stadiums in Utah. <laughs> there's actually why did they? There's three practice or maybe four practice stadium or practice fields like right outside of the stadium they just played. So why did they choose turf? I don't because of the amount of maybe they'll try to preserve maybe preserve the grass. Yeah. yeah, because but at the same of time, it's like so you're willing to compromise the athletes' bodies just because, right? You know what I'm saying? Because you yeah, that was something I didn't understand. On that I know program. I would have been like, whoa, there's no way I'm gonna be able to play these games. There's just no yeah. way. Um, another surprise, uh, which I was actually surprised of, was Portland, uh, and they they had, they had a pretty good run in the tournament. They looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they they came short, but it seems like as if they are they are on the up and up as well. Yeah, they're it's Portland, dude. Like again, their culture is is decent. You know what I mean? Like they have they always have really good players. Actually, they think the addition of Rocky in the midfield is really really good for them. But again, you need time. You know what I mean? You can't just like right. throw things together and show up. Like you need a whole season to work through all the kinks and everything. You know? Yeah. Well, hopefully no, at the beginning of next year, I feel like people can really like use the first few months to like discover what their new team is like. Cause this is not a good, good judgment point of who's going to be what, you know, it's kind of just like, well, whoever can last pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And injuries have to be on your side, obviously. So. Yeah, definitely. And then obviously there was, there was a lot of key players uh, missing in this tournament. Yeah. Uh, press wasn't playing. Um Golden. Yeah, I don't think McDonald was playing. Uh, what's uh obviously Carly Lloyd wasn't playing. Um, so what do you? I mean, I'm assuming some of them have injuries, um, and then other ones. Yeah. I, don't I would, I would, I would guess on the side that they were just like, look, this is not worth risking my whole body for because they're on the they're on the back end of their careers. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. You're on the back end of your career, and like you have the Olympic, you're trying to make the Olympic team. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, that's only, a, that's a, almost less than a year out now. It's like, well, I don't, do I really have time to fuck around and tear my ACL? No. No, <laughs> right. Think? It's like, I, they're just like tiptoeing. So they're like, you know what? And then I'm sure when they were like, oh, we're playing on turf. They were like, yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so overall, did you, did you enjoy the tournament? Uh, I mean, I applauded the NWSL for coming out and actually putting on, uh, uh, sort of like a piece of work it was they got a lot of viewership in obviously with the deal with cbs uh, i believe like the first couple of games like over five hundred thousand people that viewed the games which is the most i think uh that's happened in a while um but also is because of the fact that there wasn't a lot of sports on on right. tv well. right. but with that being said the fact that they did it they did it well um it, it worked there was teams obviously missing like uh, orlando was missing because a lot of players tested positive for 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 COVID-19 but overall did you like the tournament did you like the quality uh a lot of players were rusty but did you enjoy it I mean it was good to see actual sports obviously it was I was a little distracted at some point which I'm sure we'll still be distracted like tactically it is what it is you know what I mean you throw some things together and some teams look better than others but whatever but my my biggest point is like how the league like handled pretty much how they're going to uh, address uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, they basically just were like, oh, okay, like whatever you guys want to do. You know what I mean? There was no like unified approach. Right. And 
each team obviously can do whatever they want, but it's just like, you have to come and be unified, especially as like an entity, like, you know, the third women's professional soccer league in America. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we're on our right. third try here. So like, you think you want to put some more thought into something that's, that's like basically like huge, obviously. And it's like human rights issues. It's like, there's so much, it's such a big opportunity to really like hone in on the fans and like, kind of control the narrative and I feel like they just drop the box they're just like oh some players are standing some players are kneeling there's really no thing like okay well, let's wear some wristbands I'm like what you know what I mean yeah yeah and it it it, it, it puts a spotlight on on certain people that were kneeling and then it also puts a bigger spotlight on the people that were standing yeah like even like Rachel Hill was standing right and so like people were like mad at her for that and I was like see for me that's like a bad look on your teammates. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, cause then you have Casey next, literally next to you crying. And then it's like, obviously they take the picture and it looks, it looks crazy. You know what I mean? But it makes Rachel Hill look bad. And the fans were like giving her a hard time. And it was just awkward. And I was just like, okay, see, this is where as a team and being the teammates, you literally have to have the conversation is like, okay, what is the narrative? Pretty much like we either all stand, or we either all kneel. It doesn't matter. We have to be together. You know what I mean? Exactly. Definitely. It was just poorly handled or whatever. And then just before you go, the last thing I'll say, and I just want to, I just want to know your thoughts about this. Uh, I was actually listening to the radio the other day and came across some information, which I didn't really know the extent of, but basically in a nutshell, it's the, the national team players, because of the fact that they basically owned by US soccer and a national team, I actually learned that they actually tell clubs how much soccer that certain players has to play. And they used, they used that example of Rose Laval on how, I don't know, there was, there was a game during this Challenge Cup where, uh, I, I, I stand to be corrected, but the, they basically told Washington that she cannot play more than this amount of minutes because we wanted, like, what do you, what do you, like, is that good for the national team? Is it bad for the club? Is it good for the club? The thing is, is like, the you know whatever the national team or whoever's in charge at the time like that's always been the case like they put players where they want them to be like when they're in you know when they're I guess playing for the national team or whatever I'm like okay but you're defeating the entire purpose of like building a club system do you know what I'm saying like right players can say well and they can you know risk their you know quote-unquote risk their their jobs or their starting spots and be like well I don't want to play x amount like and that's up but that's up to the coaches to not be so like crippled, if you will, by the national team and be like, oh, well, it's Rose, Rose Lavelle. She's my best player. So she needs to be playing 90 minutes unless she's injured. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no like holding back <laughs> because her missing those minutes could be them not getting a result. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's right. like now you don't even value the the league and like how, where it's trying to go. You only value the 20 or 30 players that are going to compete in a tournament, two tournaments that happen every four years. Like, excuse me, what? Right, right. What? You know what I mean? That makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, just just weird little random facts. It's fact. so ridiculous, but it happens all the time. Like, obviously, I've seen it plenty of times, and it happens. But it's just, like, it's ridiculous because that's a direct reflection of U.S. soccer not actually believing that the league is, is real and it's, like, trying to grow. Wow. Ouch. Samantha <laughs> Justin, thank you so much for your time. Yes. Uh, formerly USC, Chicago Red Stars. And Utah Rose, I hope, hopefully you're enjoying your retirement. Mm-hmm. And uh, we look forward to any uh, any new endeavors that you might have. And also the NWSL, see what happens from this point on.
Yep, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sam. Thank you for listening to this episode of the VAR Booth Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and also leave a review.